Welcome to Roguecast, the official podcast of Rogues Gallery. We'll talk comics for the week, as well as whatever news is on our pop cultural radar. I'm Randy. I'm Nick. This is Dave. And now, on with the show. Episode 404 of the Roguecast, recorded February 14th, 2023. The Rogues Gallery Valentine's Day Special. All right, as we record this, it is Valentine's Day. Yes. It is. And uh, so every single comic that we talk about today will have a Valentine's Day theme. Yes. You might have to dig for it. You might have to work out a little bit. And every trailer we're going to talk about... Will also be about love. Will also be about love. Yes. Let's make it work. All right. (laughs) Challenge accepted. All right. So uh, let's start off by talking about we got a few games this week. Um, There's actually new stuff that's new to us, but it's not necessarily new. Uh, The Keith Ammon books, which... uh, he writes sort of like DM tactics books. Yeah, yeah. They're called The Monsters Know What They're Doing and How to Defend Your Lair. I flipped through this, and it is like a detailed thing that like, includes like an alphabetical listing yep, like here's of like all the it. D&D yeah. monsters, and it's like, yeah, here's, here's fun tactics to do. I don't think this is like, I assume it's not like, here's how to kill your players. It's not here's how to kill your players. But I think it's like, it's here's here. how to make lively combat. Here's how to make them challenging. Here's how to make it not Here's just- how to make them love Combat. <laughs> love combat. The characters will love combat. That's right. Yeah. Actually, th- these games arrived before Valentine's Day. They may not necessarily no, thematically everything did. All right, all right. <laughs> love combat. Um, then we got Zweihander. Yes. The uh, dark fantasy RPG. I believe, th- if I'm not mistaken, yep. this takes the original Warhammer Fantasy games rules, which have become sort of like an almost an open game license okay. thing now, or yep. some stripe thereof. Um, and it, it like, uh, separates it though from the Warhammer universe. It is its own kind of dark fantasy setting, but I think it has some of those same kind of like, all the sort of weird careers you could have. Like, if, if people haven't played Warhammer Fantasy before, unlike D&D, it's low fantasy. You can be a rat catcher. You can be a rat catcher. Your guy <laughs> might just be a, like, a riverboat guy. If you uh, love riverboats, you love catching rats. You could be a, but, but you could also be like a noble. If like, you, you can. love being rich. But you could be like a merchant and things like that. If you love you, money. You get to have adventure on it, I say it's because the love thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, but it is like it is grim and it, like gritty, down and dirty. You might catch the plague, kind of you might fantasy. Catch the plague. Love plagues. Love plague the plague. Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't had a chance to look at Zweihander, but I looked at the other one we got in. What's it the called? Flames of Freedom. Flames of Freedom. Yeah, this one. This one fascinated me because it reminded me of an old uh, D twenty game that whose name I'm gonna forget. But it was basically like adventures in sort of like. I'm going to say like a fantasy spin on the American Revolution era. Yeah. Um, and, and likewise, it has like the careers you can choose from for your character. It's like you, uh, God, what were they all? Like you're a farmer. Yeah, you're a cobbler. You're a bosun. Yes. Um, uh, anything from a uh, weird lowly ones, by the way, which always, they come with cool stuff though. Remember even in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in Warhammer Fantasy back in the day, if you were a rat catcher, you were a guy who were a tomb robber or something. You got some neat gear and fun stuff. And you honestly so, got two rats. They're your friends. You probably got some rats, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, yeah, you if you're looking for, like, uh, as we know, uh, D&D, uh, like, occasionally annoys people lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you might be playing around with some other systems. Here's some other systems. Yep. Um, fight the fight the American Revolution, but like also kill a monster. Yeah. We also got a starter set, so, you don't, yeah. so there is a starter set as well. Yep. For which one? Uh, for Zylander. Oh, very cool. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, 
Let's talk about comics for uh, February 15th. Okay. Um, the thing I think we want to start with is Fantastic Four number four, a book we all love. Right. It's true. I think that's a little bit too limiting. I think we got to get more specific. This is about family love. This is this is this is uh, Fast and Furious love, but there is love here, uh, which ben is not just. There is human and Johnny loves himself. Johnny and his mustache. Johnny, yes, Johnny and himself and his mustache. Um, now, I think we keep waiting for this for Ryan North to drop the ball. We're all worried about there's, this. This happened to us with good runs start, and you're like, "Well, it's a drop off," but there's not there's happened a, yet. There was a structure here, and the, there, and it made me a little bit nervous because here's what the structure was, and it, it worked out well. Each issue up until now has been one or two of the team members on their own, yep. which is a weird way to launch an FF book. We talked about that plenty when it came out, mm-hmm. but it won us over with the writing. Yep. Uh, Randy took a little longer, but he did come around. <laughs> um, it just took me a day. Uh, he was like, I didn't like that first It was like a, issue. It was, when issue two hit, I think he would come around. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, but, um, but we're like, when the team gets together, can this be a good team book? Um, it's weird to start an FF book with a bunch of solo one-shots, but they were all really good. They reminded me of kind of good Kurt Busiek stories there was or also, good Doctor Who stories. There was also the the thing that basically the FF had disbanded. Some big event had occurred yes. that had uh, crippled them as a, as a unit. And I don't believe any of us were like, oh, I love the idea of something that's crippled the family yeah, as a unit. Like I love something that's destroyed the Baxter building or whatever for the umpteenth well, time. as we've recently learned with Spider-Man, it's like, 30-something issues, and we're still having to figure oh out exactly God. what's happened and made Spider-Man... Let's not bring up something so tragic, though, Nick, <laughs> because I think we are all on the same page here. They actually had a pretty interesting reason... Yeah. Issue 4 why... answers that question. And and, and, and it, it doesn't make them look like crap. No. no. The, the way there the is high drama yeah. in it. Like, it's yeah. very dramatic... And and it, it, like there's some some like t- some tears in the family unit a little bit, but it is not that kind of thing that's actually about breaking down. It is all about building it up, and and it's it's really that's very well, clever. It's very sci-fi. Yeah, it's very sci-fi. The choices that are made feel very those characters, mm-hmm. like what they would do in that instance. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was a really good issue. Am I mistaken? Uh, what do we think is going to be in the first trade paperback? Because this is issue four. That trade issues. paperback is going to go five or six issues. Yeah. yeah. So do we? Um, do we know what exactly happens in the next? Like, if is no. this a cliffhanger? We Randy? don't know what happens in the last issue. Okay. There's some. They're on the way to Ampetunias. Yeah, which is kind of. Oh, funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, this this was a really good. They they got the team together. It works. There's a flashback. Basically, there's a flashback and a modern day story, and the flashback reveals what happened to the Baxter Building and the modern day. Uh, finally brings the team back together again, yeah. and I, I found it all very satisfying. I have to say, Ryan North has a heck of a, a handle on Reed. Yeah, uh, it is. That's sort yeah. of like the mathematical, it, scientific it nature. It did acknowledge of that side of Reed, which is the sometimes removed from from people uh, side of him. But it did it without like dehumanizing him. Yeah, there's yeah. still there's still emotion in there. It's just. He has a hard time showing it. Right. Yeah, they, they did a good job, I thought, of making Reed more, more humanized. Because that's an easy leaves. trap with Reed. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you can just make him, like, kind of an aloof D-bag. I don't like that um, version of Reed. They also, yeah. he uses his powers very interestingly in here. Yeah. There's a, the, um, I, I really, I really liked the, uh, the big fight sequences in this, too. Also, Ibn Quello, his art is fantastic yeah. in this. Yes, it is. But there's a fun, there's, like, some fun classic FF fight banter uh, as they're kind of using their powers together, and Ben's like, 
uh, you know, hey, Susie, dro- you know, drop all those guys so I can hit them with this big lamppost and stuff like that. My favorite line was, is, why do all the bad guys always come at clobbering time? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, ah, that, that, that's Ben. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Milestone is back for its second round. Last week we had uh, Static uh, Season 2. This time it's Hardware versus Icon. Yeah, Hardware, the sort of uh, roughly Iron Man analog, yeah. and uh, Icon, a Superman-type analog. Yep. Um, uh, but def- absolutely both with with differences that set them apart pretty wildly from those from those characters. Uh, I don't mean to suggest uh, Milestone is a derivative universe. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm interested in seeing these two characters go up against each other. A lot of this is uh, penciled by Dennis Cowan, who's the original artist on Hardware. Oh, wow. Um, it looks pretty good. I will say uh, they they don't meet in the first issue, so it's not going to happen until issue two if there's any kind of throwdown. But it is all set up in this one, and uh, if you've been digging the uh, the the new milestone, then that's the second that's the new part of it. They've been releasing it kind of like for the characters at least as season, right? Yeah. Like Icon season one or Static season one, and this now is, they're hitting season two, right? This is technically season two of Icon and Hardware together. Got it. Uh, there is another Marvel Voices special. They do these uh, specials themed. This is Wakanda Forever. Uh, it's during Black History Month, so it is a bunch of care. It's a bunch of uh, stories about Black Panther and Shuri and everybody else in Wakanda. Uh, these always have really nice art. Uh, usually new writers, and so some really fun stories in there. Yeah, if you're feeling the feeling some Wakanda vibe right now, uh, Sins of Sinister p- picks up again. Last week we had the Storm Book. This is the second miniseries yep, of second them. three. This one is uh, Nightcrawlers, which is uh, Sinister's spooky squadron that includes like X-23 and looks like maybe Domino and Spider-Man. And they're all sort of murdered. They all have Nightcrawler teleporting powers. And, and, and they, it looks like, yeah, they look visually, they have like variations on his costume and stuff. There is a weird... Uh, I, I don't know what the deal is, like if they are genetically bound yeah, to they're all him. Chimer- they're, no, they're basically chimeras. These are all agents of Sinister in one way or another, but it focuses on a uh, Ghost Rider and Banshee chimera. Yeah. Uh, that is when you somehow- say chimera, are you just saying some experiment he did where he stuck stuff together? Yeah, I mean, that's chimera, what he's done Does Chimera have a specific <clears throat> meaning in yeah, this chimera, world? Yeah, that, Chimera, that's a general term in, in sci-fi for merging a couple things. Oh, yeah. It's a what I what I call a buona beast, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, people who basically Sinister is not in control of everyone. There are v- various versions of Sinister running around apparently. Okay, and uh, this uh, Banshee and uh, Ghost Rider variant uh, is going around unlocking people out of Sinister's control to sort of form a, a more team. A team that is maybe working against Sinister. Wow. Interesting. A Sinister. It sounds like their problem is that they are not revealing their love. <laughs> it's, uh, it's true. Well, for Camers, they might love each other. You never know. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, Torrent, which is a new image superhero book from Mark Guggenheim, who's written a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is basically the next invincible radiant black that kind of thing as it's about a mother's love focuses on a mother's love she yes. is a she is a superhero in this setting who's like is she like training a young speedster hero he's sort of glommed onto her she's not training okay him. okay um <laughs> but she also has like her her family and stuff as backstory yeah. to it um but yeah if you've been if you've been liking that radiant black or invincible and you would like to see what else image can do with superheroes this is the new one uh, there is the Masters of the Universe Masterverse, which is a 
multiverse anthology based in the Masters of the Universe uh, setting. Yes. Has really nice art. There's a Kelly Jones story. There's a Sergio Aragonis story. I was liking the, really liking the Kelly Jones art in there. Yeah. Um, do we know, like, is it, I think, different eras of He-Man I will be represented? So, like, different the Kevin Smith yeah. He-Man, the 1980s He-Man, whatever that weird late 80s or early 90s version was. And it's all written by Tim Seeley. And I think he's even, like, I think Tim is finally going to get to do, which when we had him at a guest, as a guest at the store one time, what I believe he pined about, which was he wanted to do the He-Man of the little mini-comics, uh, the kind of thick barbarian Come of the hills. The <laughs> yeah, when the, when the sci-fi kind of city folk were like, we need your help, and, and they're like, only a barbarian of the mountains can help. So this is about the love between a man, his sword, and his power? Uh, it's about yes. the love between a man and his battle cat. <laughs> um, we've got Last Barbarians from Image. This is a, uh, basically it's another sort of Rat Queen's D&D style book. It's a, a group of people being put together as a, a heist crew to go and do uh, D&D things. There's the love between a brother and a sister. The, yes. The, uh, not that. <laughs> I believe, <laughs> from, from what I read about it, it almost sort of seemed like it, this was spinning off a little bit of that notion of uh, how they how you have classes in D&D. Yeah. And you had the lead character, she's like a person who's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, and that hasn't like necessarily always served her well. It's like... Um, Master of None, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, but she, she, I know she's like getting into the heist for kind of for interesting reasons. She's got like a brother who seems like he might be a little mentally handicapped, yeah. and uh, like she's kind of getting into this adventure, I think, to help him out in some way. It, it sounded like some interesting stuff to mix into a D and D esque setting. Yeah. Um, what is it, that? That seems to be a spider jackalope. That, hybrid. That, that is exactly what it looks like. Yep. Well, there's another is, character that's a hedgehog. It's a chimera. It's a chimera. It's a. It's the love between a spider and an antelope and a and, um, and a rabbit and a rabbit. Yep. <laughs> um, there's a uh, Betty Final Girl. That's Betty, as in Betty and Veronica. Yep. But uh, a. Uh, this feels more like uh, it should have come out in October or something. It, eh? it is a little weird, I guess. But uh, it is playing off like those horror Final Girl tropes. If you love Final Girl stories. it is. Uh, this seems to be the spiritual uh, successor to the Betty and Veronica Vixens series. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw some slightly raunchy language in here. That they, they seem to push the boundaries a little bit in these uh, in some of these. Um, it, it, it's actually the, the, the framing sequence is that uh, Veronica and Betty have gone to a uh, what looks like almost the the hotel from The Shining. Yep. Um, and uh, Veronica goes out to get snacks or something, and uh, Betty watches horror movies. Um, I was flipping through this, and one of I believe possibly Josie of Josie and the Pussycats yep. just macheted some dude who's like looks like one of those animal mask people from home invasion movies. She just macheted him right through the forehead. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so if that's the Archie you're looking for, well, by <laughs> God, Betty Final Girl is here for you. Um, there are a lot of reprints this week. There's oh, yeah. uh, Batman Spawn Unplugged, which is a black and white pencils version of the Batman Spawn. No, not dialogue. It is all, if you want to see the art in its purest form. If you like form. that Greg Capullo fellow who yep. is always working on either Batman or Spawn stuff, then this is your shot. New printings of Mary Jane Black Cat number one, Scarlet Witch number one, which we all recommend. Yep. And uh, Iron Man number one, which I also think we all recommend. Yep. I feel like uh, 
for me, with Iron Man, uh, Fantastic Four, Scarlet Witch, even one or two others, that I think Marvel is hitting a bit of a stride for me lately. Yeah. And Iron Man does have a third issue this week, which is actually really good. Yep. Um, Spider-Man Mary Jane also has a third issue, so we have all of those. Um, to reiterate, by the way, Iron Man is, 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 I think, a particularly good one right now for people who might be kind of old school fans. It's referencing Armor Wars. You're going to look in and see flashbacks to Tony when he had the sort of like slightly long sort of Jerry Curl mullet. Yes. Um, that was my era. But it's your era. And it's a, it's a great, it's the best era, to be yeah. honest. Like it is, I think, slightly objectively the best era. Yes. Um, and, um, uh, but you're gonna see, like, War Machine in there, and you're gonna see some of the other armors and I stuff. I like the redesign of War Machine that they did in this one. It was a good look. Yeah. It was a good look. Um. There's a, there's a panel and, that has them both in sort of in shadow, and you can only tell them apart because War Machine has, like, the red lights, and Tony has the, like, uh, blue light or something, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. It's a neat little bit. You know, I was telling you earlier, I didn't really, I didn't read Armor Wars back in the 80s. Um, I, I kind of just know about it through osmosis. Um, so I don't know all this stuff that it's referencing, but what I thought was cool was it made me feel like I kind of was picking up all I needed to know about that history. It was I was getting the key stuff uh, of something that was a really cool Iron Man uh, uh, storyline, but without having needed to have read it to get what was going on now. Yeah. Um... And uh, that, that book's got some heart to it, too. Um, Spider-Man number five this week has a really interesting... Uh, Peter Parker has been unwritten from reality, and they go in and tell an alternate world story where Peter does not get bitten by the spider, but Cindy Moon does, so Silk is like the lead Spider-Woman. Okay. And Peter Parker's and just some dude. It's, uh, well, he's, another, he's, he's, like a, he's a kid, and he has a different path. Okay. It reminds me, and it goes through like him getting older. It reminds me a little bit of what I liked about Life Story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a good. It was a good read. Well, is that cover by Bagley? Yep. Uh, Bagley's yeah. in the interiors too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that, that is also. Uh, Eight billion genies has its penultimate issue, which uh, this book's just getting weirder. Uh, one thing I liked about Eight Billion Genies, which if you don't remember the concept, it is there are eight billion people on Earth. Each one of them gets a genie with one wish. Chaos and, ensues. Uh, they've been jumping forward. So this this one is the first eight decades. <laughs> so it jump. It basically does eighty. It covers eighty years, and the final issue is going to cover uh, the last eight, um, <coughs> cent- the first eight centuries. Okay, this is like a twenty eight days later kind yeah, of thing. So it's going to be a big big story of what happened. Um, Wasp number two comes out this week. It's pretty good. Mosley number two, which uh, we talked about last time, was the uh, uh, janitor, space janitor, who gets the ability, like a magic hammer, to fight the. AI singularity kind of thing. Right, right. Um, there are some notable trades this week. Uh, if you're reading Adventure Zone, the fifth volume of that, The Eleventh Hour, comes out That's this week. That's a pretty big release. There's a very cool-looking, uh, the art is really beautiful, story about uh, rats called Scurry. And now this is like, uh, these are like Disney rats, not like verminous rats. Right. It's in a world where all humans have vanished, and it's about a colony of house mice. The art looked pretty cool in this, if I'm not mistaken, like sort of painted art. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's one of those for people who are like, you know, Secret of Nim, Red Wall. If you like Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard. That was, I just couldn't say it for some reason. Uh, there is the first volume of Daredevil Electra in the uh, Zdarsky run that's been the, the post uh, Devil's Reign status yeah. quo. And then Astro City Metro Book Volume 3. We've talked about Astro City before. This is the first time they collected the entire Dark Ages story into one trade. Nice. So, um, that is uh, that is comics for the week. 
Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some trailers and uh, some, some TV news. All right, so this Sunday there was some kind of superb owl. <laughs> yes. Uh, people were talking about it, and uh, then racist people were upset that Rihanna was on. Oh, right. Um, but during that time there were always trailers, and there were uh, three pretty notable ones. Yes. Actually, I guess one of them came out before the Super Bowl, didn't it? Yeah, that uh, morning. Or, but it's kind of Super Bowl it was Super Bowl adjacent. The other two were uh, Super Bowl stuff. trailers. Yep. So let's start by talking about Fast 10. Okay. Uh, um, by the way, no, there should be, there be a bunch of online people very upset because they did not use the tagline "Fast Ten Year Seatbelts." <laughs> <laughs> I had not uh, heard this, but I am going to. I will sign their petition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm going to just quick recap for any of our new listeners. We're uh, we've been kind of a fan of the. Uh, uh, Fast and Furious series here at Rogue's Gallery. It's one of those series that uh, looks dumb, kind of is dumb, yeah. but is a little smarter than you think, at least about knowing what it is. Well, like Fantastic Four, yes. uh, I had to be convinced. Yep, for I years. In, I came in late. <laughs> I came in on, on, on number eight when you guys were going to go see it, right? and then I went back. And, and I had to be convinced for years, too. I, I didn't come around, and, uh, I didn't watch it until five. Yep. Um, and, and, and of course, you know, press is play. Um, this this is a series that has changed. It did start out as a over the top street racing series, and it, it became like kind of like big over the top heist stuff with a big ensemble cast yeah. that included like uh, the the Rock was added into the mix and stuff like that. And they've um, and it's kind of only gotten bigger and more ridiculous. People do it's like. You know how like there was like gun fu and stuff like that in that movie. What was that sci fi movie? Equilibrium. Yeah. Equilibrium. Well, this has like car fu. People car do food. stuff yeah. where like if you're gonna be like if you're gonna be like I don't think I could actually do that. Um, then gonna, this is not, not the movie. For just, you. just walk away. Walk away. You already have. I'm sure. If you believe in physics, this is not the movie for you. But if you believe in family, yes, this is the movie for you. Uh, anyway, they've been fun. I almost, uh, I, I think I got a little drained of my energy in the last one, which ah. did in fact have the craziness of a car shot into space. Yeah. yeah, it was a little silly. It was a little silly. It was silly. I think I remember really enjoying the theater, but I haven't gone back to rewatch it, and that yeah. tells me something because I've re- yeah. I've rewatched all the other ones. Yeah, and they have become you know practically like superhero driving movies. Yes, yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's, there's a weird sort of, there is that sort of sl- weird wholesomeness to them, uh, beneath the, uh, the kind of fun beatdowns. Uh, I like the internal logic of these movies and, um, uh, and I like the ensembles, you know, they've actually always been, uh, very racially diverse in a fun way. Yep. Always got a good soundtrack. There's cars near nudity sometimes. Yep. There's always butts. Uh, uh, there are always butts. Um, it's a good time. So now we're uh, on to Fast 10, whatever they want to call 10, it. 10, 11, were they filmed the same time or anything like that? I don't or? think so. I know they said 11 was supposed to be the last one, right? Isn't that what their plan was? I think so. I, I mean, I believe that is correct, yes. Yeah, so they, they also usually... Well, we'll finish your thought. Uh, so this, I, I didn't have a particular thought. Uh, so I was going to say, these movies always kind of bring in people who you would think would be a little bit above this mess. So like Helen Mirren came in as the mother of Jason Statham yes. at some point. Um, Charlize Theron, well, Oscar winner, right? Yeah. Oscar winner Charlize Theron was the bad guy in the last one or two, or she's been around in She's it. in this one, too. She's in this one, too. This time, uh, Rita Moreno, uh, legendary for, uh, what, uh, West Side Story? Yeah. Yep. 
Um, she will. Ret- she appears as uh, Vin Diesel's mom. Is that right? Yes. yes. Um, and that's that's what the opening scene is. And um, but what we are seeing is as a plot to it is the return of a guy from what I think is the best in the series, Fast Five. Yep. Um, he was what the son of yeah, the making, big bad uh, was, in that one. There was a drug lord that they stole a bunch of money from, uh, and he uh, and they, they, the drug lord got killed because yeah. they ran his uh, his safe into his car. Yep, uh, because it's fast. It's Latin Jack Ryan. Yep, yep. Uh, that's from Patriot. That's from uh, Clear and Present Clear and Danger. Danger. Yep. Um, also, movie, the bad guy. That movie's like twenty years old, Nick. So, well, we could call uh, him the bad guy from Desperado. I think it's older. Well, it's like coming up, probably coming up on thirty it years is, old or is, something. Uh, bad guy from Desperado. Yep, that's only twenty years old. <laughs> Who is? Um, by the way, uh, what is the name of that actor? He's, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. I don't remember his name. Fred Ward? No, no, no. What, what was I thinking about? He's the Latin guy. Fred Ward. He's the Latin Fred Ward. <laughs> anyway, so bad guy has come back. He's played by Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, he's, playing, he's playing his son essentially, yeah. and his his own family was destroyed, so he's going to destroy Dom's family. Using, People are using helicopters and cars and motorcycles. You know, when the, the, I will say this, I, I felt a little slight surge of weariness when he's like uh, in the opening, he's talking to his mom, and he's like, "I am afraid of one thing, losing my family." I'm like. I feel like they have may have said that before. <laughs> I think this may have oh, come up. At a his son time. is saying it. His son is saying these things. Uh, who little, is little Brian? Little Brian was saying it. Oh, was his that mom him? was repeating it from Little Brian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Little Brian said he's afraid of losing his family. Dom did not say that. I thought that was Dom talking. No, Dom was talking. But he's relaying a message from Little Brian, Little B, <laughs> to, uh, to his mom. I think they do refer to him as Little B. They call him Little B, which like, that's just not good. <laughs> Listen, these these characters have goofy names sometimes. Anyway, that Little B wouldn't shut up. And he wouldn't <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, who's. Uh, Actor, well. whose actor died, but who in the series they have retired, but his character is his alive. Character alive as well, but they still named the kid after him, and sometimes kind of talk about him like we're never gonna forget about you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> his funny sister who is married to this character is still is there. still there. Yeah, yeah, yes. It is funny that like in theory they could call, they could pick up the phone and talk to him, but they can't because the actor died. Right, but probably an AI could go ahead and do it. Yeah, for this, this point. point. Yeah, yay, uh, my, AI. My suggestion now. Is that uh, that Cipher should have her brain, brain flipped, and she should join the family as Brian in Cipher's body? Charlene Ther- uh, Theron, by the way, is uh, Charlene Theron. Uh, yeah, is um, uh, is Cipher? Uh, yes, and and I, I will co-sign that. Uh, no Bill. more or less ridiculous than anything else that's happened. Uh, let's see what all else. Then suddenly all hell breaks loose in in this movie, and we see uh, cars driving, helicopters chasing cars, yep. a giant. Metal ball is rolling around. Giant metal ball. It looks like I'm. I feel like something magnetic is happening. Probably. With it. it is going to be like racing after something that they've got in their car. Yeah. And it's going to be smashing everything in the city in its path. It's as big as like a wrecking ball. Yep. And um, Jason Statham's back. Jason Statham's back. It looks work like with Han. Looks like this side thing. Han, who we thought was dead for a number of movies. And we thought Jason Statham killed him. We thought Jason Statham killed him. Now they're forced to work together. That's going to be a fun little side. It, it had, uh, like, I was not, Nick, I know you were, I think, happiest with this trailer. Yes. I think I saw a few too many cars getting flipped in the air to, to I felt like I, they need a touch more grounding than that, as strange as that is to say. 
because uh, I did like when they fought a giant submarine. Yes. Um, who was basically a dragon. Yeah, but there, <laughs> there, there is racing in this one, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Racing. There is a, there's a neat scene. It's like it feels like they're like we're gonna do a return to the street racing thing, but we're gonna do it in the bigger than lifestyle that that yeah. series has become. Yeah. Because you do see a scene where like all the main characters, all of whom know how to drive and race cars, yes. um, are all in a big old lineup. Uh, for uh, whatever crazy thing is, why 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 do they have to do it? Who knows? It's uh, probably it's life or death, though. Probably life or death. <laughs> what else is in this trailer? What else did you like, Nick? No, I just liked that there was no space. It felt like they were yeah. getting back down to the more terrestrial. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> uh, but I like seeing Jason Statham. I like Han. I like uh, their. They're not getting rid of John Cena. He's definitely going to continue to play a part as All right, Dom's was, brother. That, that, I was trying to remember who he was. He was uh, villainous Dom's brother, now turned... He was, a, he was a secret agent, but it turned out that he'd been manipulated he, by... He somebody. was working for Mr. Nobody, uh, yeah. and uh, then went rogue, yep. but then became part of the family again. The cipher lied to him. Yes. That treacherous woman. Yeah. <laughs> they should flip her brain out and turn her to Brian. It's <laughs> the only punishment to fit her crimes. I agree. What a good plot point Randy's come up with. Uh, anyway, Fast 10. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed 9 more than the two of you in the theater, I think. Yep. But uh, I think it's the first one I saw in the theater other than the Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Um, no, it's not true. I saw 8, but it's the first one I saw with y'all. Okay. We saw Hobbs and Shaw and then this one. Um, but I think, in retrospect, I haven't gone back to rewatch it again, which tells me that maybe I didn't enjoy it that much. Well, um, I think I, I liked enough about this trailer that uh, I'm ready to uh, get the band back together again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we need to uh, go to Malmo Draft House and get beers and watch it. Yeah. All right. Um, there's a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. This yes. is the finale of James Gunn's, probably the last thing he'll do at Marvel. This trailer has finale written all over it. Yeah. Lots of characters saying things that you're like, oh, oh could, could those Are be his last words? Die? Are they all going to die? <laughs> What's the song? Since you've, Since been, you've gone, been gone. That's it. What? Well, who's saying it? Because I, I don't know. Okay, it's not. It's not quite one of those like mega hits. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know it. Other oh, really? than no, oh, I definitely knew the song. You're talking about the one. Well, I guess it was playing throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not. Um, it is not by Clay Clarkson. Yeah, that's the <laughs> like. Is it the outfield? No, Rainbow. It's by Rainbow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Who dis? Seventies uh, band. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I always, I, I pretty much trust James Gunn to put together a good seventies, eighties soundtrack on that. Um, uh, let's see, what what do we get as the premise to this? One among other things, um, Gamora is uh, back in the fold with the team somehow. She is clearly not getting along with Star Lord. Yep. Um, well, and this is a different version of right. The, the the love they had is not something she knows about. He Correct. does. She doesn't. Uh, um, see, I'm bringing it back to Valentine's Day, y'all. I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, the, the big bad is High Evolutionary. He looks great. Who's a villain I like, yeah. who's played by... Uh, I, I recognize the actor, but I don't remember who Okay, he is. it's not like, uh, it's not somebody giant. It's not no, Idris Elba. No, you would, it's not Idris Elba, no. You would, you would know him if I, if, uh, if I said the name, you'd be like, oh, I recognize that guy from this <laughs> thing. That's fine. Uh, he looks menacing, um, and, and it seems clear he probably created Rocket he created Raccoon Rocket and, and as an experiment. Yeah, it's sad. You see when he's like made Rocket, and he's got like a little like little like experiment number tattooed on his arm or okay, something. Okay, so the the actor is Chukwudi Iwuji. 
Okay. And he is from Peacemaker. He played the uh, one of the one of the main characters of Peacemaker. Not since the name Chiwetel Ejiofor yes. has, has there been as difficult a name. Pronounced it, but I'll get to, um, if, if if he does enough stuff, I'll get to know his name. Yeah, he was uh, Clemson Murph in uh, Peacemaker. Sure. Uh, he's he's a really good. Uh, he's he was a good actor in that, and and I think it'll be a good. Was he a villain? Uh, not really. Okay. He was kind of a. I mean, they were all villains. They were all Suicide Squad. Types, I'm just but. curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, I think uh, there's a lot of cool actiony stuff. The uh, Groot with multiple arms alongside uh, Rock, alongside uh, Star Lord. A lot of blasty yep. going on. Yep. Um, there's the crazy multicolored spacesuit thing. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like almost a retro '60s style. We know it's like it's a, it's a kind of an homage to 2001's uh, primary color spacesuits. We see Cosmo again, which yep. is always good. I feel like it was a better it was a better put together trailer than yeah. the previous one was. I felt I found mm-hmm. it. Oh, Maybe, oh, Adam Warlock Adam is Warlock, in it. Their Adam Warlock looks better in this thing yeah. than the previous ones. So I, I'm excited for it. Uh, when is that hitting? May. That, I think it's May. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, but but also sad to see the uh, the rap for this uh, for yeah. these characters. Uh, you know, Gunn of course is off. He's ringleading for DC right now. Yeah. Um, but it's you know like so many of the Marvel characters they got like good three movie arcs. Yeah. Um, and I don't uh, think it we're going like, to be done seeing all these characters. I think some of them. I yes. mean, I mean, we, we yeah, know, we I know think... the Drax is done. We know the Star Lord is done. But even that, like. Do we know Star Lord's done? I think I think Pratt seems like he's going out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I would never assume that they couldn't show in like three or four years sure. uh, as a guest star or something, which is not a bad place to be. You know, that's kind of like um, I do always like in the comics when somebody just shows up as a surprise guest star, and I'm like, oh, cool, I hadn't seen that character in forever. Yeah. The other thing is like this may be Gunn's last Guardians movie. I don't mean the Guardians are gone because right. they have number that we don't have. We haven't had Nova, uh, Moon Dragon, uh, Quasar. There's any number of Guardians we have not yeah. seen. Yep. Uh, and that weird cowboy guy with the guns. And weird cowboy guy with the guns. Um, what the hell are you talking about? He, which, there are was... Are talking about Wraith? Yes. Oh, Wraith, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wraith? <laughs> wouldn't you um, say he's a weird cowboy guy with guns? Uh, I wouldn't say cowboy. Wasn't he Didn't he have a cowboy hat? I, I don't think he did. Alright. I thought he had like... I he, he had, had a, a, a space poncho. I had a like duster whips. or something. Space poncho. He had a space poncho. Okay. But didn't the whips look like they were kind of like guns? I don't think so. All right, I'm going to look might, it up. It might have. I he did not have a hat. Though. I'm going to stand by this. Okay. Because um, he had the long silver hair. But uh, but I think we we agree that uh, you can do more stuff you with the Guardians. Guardians. Um, and yeah, these characters, you know, like, uh, if, if they don't all die, which yes. there is a little bit of that vibe to yeah, this. Yeah, there is. But I feel that, like, like it's like in a, the same like, Buffy kind of way. Or like, everybody know. could potentially die. Right, but I've, I, I, you know, James Gunn has a kind of a dark streak, in and him. he also does want to. Say, I think he wants to mean, suicide, all these characters. Didn't uh, didn't a lot half the team die in Suicide More Squad? I know it was Suicide Squad, yeah. but yeah, they can't <laughs> kill Rocket. They, they won't could probably they won't. kill they Rocket. Probably Rocket. Um, yeah, I don't think they will. But the ads make you want to think they will. Yeah. yeah. He, he him got, more than anybody, he actually. Gets, he gets back with his, uh, his girlfriend. His little, the otter. His little otter girl. Yeah. Yeah. Super happy to see that. Yep. It's a, it's a Valentine's Love, right Day there? win. Yep. 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 He ought to marry her. <laughs> oh, God, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, James Gunn's next job at D.C., Yes. Uh, the, the One of those jobs is going to be rescuing DC from what they, where they Itself. <laughs> um, and uh, so we should we start with a disclaimer of, yes, Ezra Miller seems to be a terrible person. 
Uh, hopefully they're they're getting help, and hopefully they'll make amends to all the people that they hurt. Right. Uh, but it's not. We're not going to try to parse right now how uh, sincere all of that is yeah. or not. Anyone who's uh, like, I'm never going to watch the Flash. I get it. Yeah. If, um, if I, it's an issue for I'm you, not, that's fine. I'm not sure where I land on. To be honest, but the trailer was good. Trailer was good. Yeah. Um. The tra- the trailer is weirdly it's it's Batman more than more than Flash. Like like I Michael, mean, Keaton, Michael Keaton narrates it. There's a well, lot of Batman in there. There's a lot of Flash in there too, though. Some Flash in there. We um, here's the thing. But there this was, is clearly that's they banked on it. Batman in this. They one. show the Flash ring. Although I thought it was a little too high tech to have a little rolly. Like I thought it looked pretty cool. It was all right. I, I just wanted it to be like the cool Silver Agey thing. But yeah. they did that on the TV show. There was no. Um, there was no cool, like, Flash uses a super speed moment in the trailer. Well, the thing where he's, like, running up that rubble or whatever looked pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's and you also see him, like, with the second Flash from yep. the other First, world. Yep. Uh, they do a cool thing where they, like, skid into each other. It looks like they're going to, like, spring off each other and super Is that Flash. Who, why, why was the other Flash? He was, like, blue. It was interesting. I don't know. Yeah, one, yeah it was blue, almost like orange. a Superman red, Superman yeah. blue kind I kinda of thing. I kind of like that. I, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you know... For a little while, Wally had a blue costume in the yeah. comics, right? Yeah, there was. I wonder a blue if costume. they were just keying off of that visually. I wondered about that too, but that's interesting. So, so this is clearly has elements of Flashpoint in it, yep, uh, but also elements of the DC m- sort of movie multiverse. Because yes, the big thing is you will see Michael Keaton in the classic Batman '89 bat, bat suit, looking pretty good. Yeah, also see Ben yeah. Affleck as Batman um, as well. And yeah. and he does the he does the line. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like say the word. I'm Batman. We also yeah we see we uh-huh. see Ben Affleck. We also see. I I, I can't believe that Kristen Bale is in this, but that motorcycle is unmistakably from Dark Knight. Yeah, it is right. Um, yeah, and and it's another one of those. that's like, well, is there some scene where various Batmans from different worlds are converging towards an action scene, and all they need to do is just CG a guy with a cape on on it, and we're like, oh, we know who that is, but they don't have to hire Christian Bale, yeah. maybe. Um, uh, or maybe he's in it. I'm sure that they would like us to think he could be, and yep. please buy a ticket. Um, <laughs> Christian Bale likes money. Um, but uh, sort of the other big thing in this, and I just, I, I, if there's, there's been what a teaser trailer. No, no this, this is this, this is the only trailer. This, this is, is the first trailer. Is this everything that they've done? Yeah. Okay. So, did anybody know that there was going to essentially be what looks like it may run through the whole movie two flashes? I didn't know that. Is that a thing that people knew about? I'd heard about it. Just in just when looking at your gossip sites, Nick. It's true. I know what you were doing. Pornography. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so with it, the the thing that clearly differentiates it is like you know they talk about multiverse and other worlds, mm-hmm. and 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 somebody is like uh, you know like you know why is this one special to you? And he's like, this is the one where my mom lives. You see a version of him where Ezra Miller um, has is there Barry. Has uh, like kind of like just different haircut. He's yeah. got a different look, yeah. slightly longer, shaggier hair. And you're like, okay, this is how we're going to be able to tell them apart visually. He looks pretty different. Yeah. Um, and they look like it's almost like a buddy movie with the two of them. Yeah. Well, or one I, of them is Zoom, and this is all crazy Zoom well, manipulation. From what I understand is that Barry basically decides after that he can run to a different universe. He decides that. He wants to go to one where his mother survives. Sure. And in doing so, destroys the DC universe as we know it. You know, the one thing I don't like is throwing that kind of shit on the shoulders of somebody who we're supposed to love. Yeah. I'm like, why bother to make them seem like they're selfish? Like, you know, like, 
have him, you know, if that happens, um, like, have it be, he goes there on his own and some villain does something that causes the imperilment. I would even accept the Antimonitor, even though the Antimonitor is a terrible villain. Yeah. Well, who knows if if he actually causes this, like he does in Flashpoint. Um, I'm trying to remember, in the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home... Was Spider-Man responsible for all of the craziness that yes. could have happened? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he I screwed up. One uh, of the few things that I also didn't wouldn't like about that is like I'm like, well, that was a more inadvertent him like he like up screwed spells, up. He screwed uh, up the spell, but like spell. Peter's not stupid. <laughs> yeah, but he's still a teenager. He's not. Yeah, um, I just don't want heroes to be like. Don't make them. Don't make me have to like defend them in like when somebody goes off on a rant about how they're worse than Hitler because right. they're going to their actions would have killed quadrillions of sentients across many multiverses. Yeah, how, a much higher body count than the worst genocidal maniac. Please don't make me have to do those answer those <laughs> questions on Facebook and social media. Uh, but anyway, um, get your answer ready because I'm sure that's <laughs> not, we're gonna. Have I am not engaging with that person. Guess <laughs> what? <laughs> they can they can go talk to a wall. Um, um, but anyway, um, among other things in the action scenes and stuff in this, we also see Zod yep. from uh, what's his face is Snyder's movie um, and Snyder's Superman movie. And this is the part that looks like that, like that's maybe a Flashpoint type thing because there is a in that world. There's like no metahumans. Somehow, do we know that? Like, is, is like, does Zod do that? We don't know. Or? He just says there's no metahumans. And also, uh, we but there think are because we see Supergirl. We see Supergirl, uh, who looks like she's broken out of maybe like a laboratory or something. Very much a riff on the Flashpoint Superman, right? Where he was like this skinny, gangly like kid who hadn't like seen the sun all his life, yeah. uh, and was being held in, in prison. Um, I, I hope DC surely is going to put all those side stories back into print. Maybe. Uh, Flashpoint is in print, but I don't know if the side stuff is. And the side stuff includes some popular stories like the Batman where he's Thomas Wayne. Yep. Uh, I'm, I assume Keaton is not playing Thomas Wayne. I hope that is not the case. I hope that he is just another universe. He's basically the Batman 89 universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I wonder if we get Vicky Vale or Robert Wall's character. Uh, that'd be super fun. Yeah, if we get uh, Knox back, I'd be happy about that. We're not gonna. God, that would be, that would be one of the ultimate cool guest stars. But he did show in, like, the Crisis... TV thing? Knox? There wasn't there some reference to him in the DC the the CW crisis I don't shows? Know. I don't remember or like that. A, maybe it was just an article that had his name yeah, on it. Yeah, it was an article okay. that had his name in it. Um, How is Robert Wool even doing it? Is he still alive? I don't no know. No idea. I don't know. Uh, they all have to be getting kinda old. Yeah. But Robert Wool as Knox shows up as the uh, new editor of the Daily Globe or whatever at, at uh, Gotham. I'd, I'd like it. That. I'd like it. Yep. Um, anything else to say about this? Like, no, the it's action pretty looks good. neat the, looking. The, the costumes look good. The, the Supergirl costume in particular I really like. I, so you, you pointed out, Randy, uh, when we were off mic, that there, and I am on mic, that it is very Batman-centric. Very Batman-centric. But He's I think in the poster. What's kind of interesting about this, and you know, I think that is them, they're like, probably A, recognize that in the real world, separate from the movie, the, the sentiment against Ezra, against Ezra Miller is pretty strong. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I feel bad for the thousands of other people who worked oh, on yeah, this movie yeah. um, who are not Ezra Miller. <laughs> um, and so they probably decided to lean into that. I don't know if they filmed new scenes or if this always was stuff that they could have gone heavier on Batman or lighter. Yeah. But the other, the thing that I kind of like about it that makes it, even though it's a little weird, is that it makes it like Brave and the Bold. Yeah. 
get that. Uh, I like it. I like a DC team up. Um, and I like I like the two berries, and I like that Supergirl is going to play some role in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm so conflicted about it. But this is a good trailer. Yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. Moving on from trailers, we got a little bit of news. Some some kind of interesting news. Uh, two things at Amazon. There's the Witches animated series or Witches, <laughs> yep. right? W y c h e s. Just a, like an old world spelling of witches or something from uh, a, a miniseries for Image. Uh, yes, by Scott Snyder and Jock, who are both involved in the development of the animated series. Right, and uh, if um, you know, most people will will be aware of Scott Snyder's work on. Uh, you know, he had a pretty legendary modern run on Batman, very well received. Created the Court of Owls. Court of Owls is the big thing. Uh, not as many people talk about Bloom, but he also created <laughs> Bloom. If did. that's your thing. Yeah. Um, but. Um, but if you if you haven't didn't follow it carefully, he's also done like at least three or four horror projects. He's yeah. a horror guy as well, yeah. and I think mainly for Image, if not exclusively for Image. I think so, yeah. And uh, yeah, Witches was one of them. It was pretty good. I, I haven't read it in a while, but I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some dark stuff in it. Um, I'm a little weirded out. The animated, like I seem like I would rather well, it be live action. I don't know if you remember that they did sort of like toward the end they they did some weird sort of artistic things, and I have a feeling that's why they're doing animation. Correct. Like there would be pages that looked like they had static on them, and you're yeah. like, why am I seeing static? Yeah. Is this supposed to be some meta thing where like literally the reality is bending? And I don't remember quite what it was, but it was something or like is that. It a static witches crossover. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Static Turns out uh, witches, while dangerous, are not invulnerable to lightning. <laughs> they, uh, the witches were hastily dealt with. Yes. They were, they were barbecued. Bubble, bubble, toilet. Yes. <laughs> um, this is a weird one. Spider-Man Noir live-action series in development at Amazon. I feel like I'm sorry, switched. say that again? Spider-Man Noir yes. live-action series in development at Amazon. No, I like the live action stuff over animation. I do too, things. and actually, I mean, a Spider-Man Noir live action sounds great. It does I'm surprised that Amazon? I mean, it's Sony weird. doesn't Sony have another? Is is Sony at Amazon somehow? Uh, I believe that is. Well, is it might be Sony at this point. This no, is, no, I don't, this is above my pay grade. Yeah. I don't know. But at any rate, um, uh, my but only it, issue is that Amazon tends to make boring TV shows. Uh, you have to really not they they have we good ones. The boys is good. Miss Marvel's Maisel is good. Um, uploads good. There's like there's plenty of good stuff. Yeah, but I feel like one they're ring, always fighting uh, against the executives. Rings of power. Rings of power. Rings yeah. of power. I feel like they always have to fight the executives. There's someone in there who likes boring, and he's he's got a lot of power. I feel like this is the second Spider-Man thing that they announced. Didn't they Did announce this? They announced the Silk thing that was going to Amazon. Oh, is that going to Amazon too? It is. Okay, all right. So apparently. Uh, Amazon is where Sony shows go. I thought it went to Netflix, but yeah. I guess not. Uh, Spider-Man Noir is actually pretty good. One of my one of my issues with Sony is that they keep wanting to do Spider-Man, but not the MCU because they don't own the MCU. Right. And uh, mostly Spider-Man is better in the MCU. It's true. But a Spider-Man Noir does not have to be in the MCU. Spider-Man Noir can be on its own and work actually better. Yep. Um, in the off chance you don't know much about it, he's like a 1930s pulp vigilante Spider-Man. Yep. Um, probably anybody who saw the Spider-Verse knows the inc- the way they depicted him there with uh, Nicolas Cage doing the voice and a slightly comedic or, you know, like, uh, spin on it. Uh, like, it, 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 sort of spoofing almost a Sin City kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, he was so dark and angsty yeah. that that was a little sort that was a source of humor in the thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that was a good depiction of it. Um, he looks cool. It's Spider-Man, like, all in black in a trench coat with, like, goggles and a fedora and guns. Yeah. 
yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, you get to, uh, you know, the comics, they've done a few miniseries in the comics that inspired the character. Uh, but yeah, like anything else, you get to kind of re-envision any Spider-Man foe as like a 1930s spooky pulp guy or mobster or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a decent really cool. amount of potential. Yeah. Uh, and last, this is over at Paramount, the Faith movie from uh, from Valiant. Yeah. I didn't know they were still making any of these, but apparently it's still in development. They attached a writer, uh, Emily Carmichael. Uh, her, her, her credits are Jurassic World, Dominion, and Pacific Rim Uprising. Yep. So she's kind of done lesser sequels. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that would be, that would fit the tradition of Valiant. Yeah, so uh, you know, hopefully it'll be better than Bloodshot. You would hope. You would hope. Faith is a good character. She is. Um, you know, she was known for basically being a uh, what teen or early twenty something. I think. I think early twenty something. Twenty something hero who was uh, two, a couple of things that sort of made her unique. A little bit like Miss Marvel, she was a fangirl. Yeah. Right. She absolutely. was like a yeah. going to the conventions nerd uh, for Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and She's all that. The stuff. one in this, in this non superhero universe who made them all get superhero costumes and code names and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And she's a bigger lady. Yep. Like that's that's kind of one of the one of the sort of unique things about her. Indeed. But they came up with a good look for her, a good. Personality, uh, I feel like in the right hands, this could actually be really big. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's them. I don't either. But we'll see. But I liked a, I liked a fair amount of the Faith comics I read, so I would I would for sure wish it well. Yeah, me too. I I, I would like this to come off. All right, uh, that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next time with more. Until that time, we love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Roguecast is a weekly podcast broadcast from Rogue's Gallery Comics and Games in Round Rock, Texas. You can find us online on Facebook and at www.roguesgallerytx.com and email us comments or questions at roguesgallerytx at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.